Hare Krishna everyone, so we are continuing with the path of perfection by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And this is Shravanam Diaries Podcast. I'm your host Sulalita Devidasi and we are continuing with the chapter, the third chapter, learning how to see God. Mm -hmm. Page number 29. As soon as we speak of form, we think that form must be like ours, and therefore conclude that the eternal, all-knowing and all-blissful God must be without form. This is not knowledge, but the result of imperfect speculation. According to Padma Purana, Atashri Krishna Nama Dina Bhavet Grahyam Indriyai CC Madhya 17.136 Quote, One cannot understand the form, name, quality, or paraphernalia of God with one's material senses. Unquote. Since our senses are imperfect, we cannot speculate on Him who is supremely perfect. That is not possible. Then how is it possible to understand him? Sevon By training and purifying our senses, we may come to understand and see God. Presently, we are attempting to understand God with impure, imperfect senses. It is like someone with cataracts trying to see. Just because one has cataracts, he should not conclude that there is nothing to be seen. Similarly, we cannot presently conceive of God's form, but once our cataracts are removed, we can see. According to Brahma Samhita, Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena Santasa Deva Vilokayanti Brahma Samhita 5.38 Quote, The devotees whose eyes are anointed with the ointment of love of God can see God within their hearts 24 hours a day. Unquote. Purification of the senses is what is required. Then we can understand the name form, qualities, and pastimes of God, then we'll be able to see God everywhere and in everything. These matters are discussed thoroughly in the Vedic literatures. literatures. For instance, it is said that although God has no hands or legs, he can accept whatever we offer. Apanipado javano grihita it is also stated that although God has neither eyes nor ears, he can see and hear everything. These are apparent contradictions, but they are meant to teach us an important lesson. When we speak of seeing, we think of material vision. Due to our material conception, we think 
that the eyes of God must be like ours. Therefore, in order to remove these material conceptions, the Vedic literatures, literatures sorry, say that God has no hands, legs, ears, eyes, etc. God has eyes, but his vision is infinite. He can see in darkness, and he can see everywhere at once. Therefore, he has different eyes. Similarly, God has ears and can hear. He may be in his kingdom, millions and millions of miles away, but he can hear us whispering, because he is sitting within. We cannot avoid God's seeing, hearing, or touching. Jai, sometimes when people say that, you know, um, like some may say, I don't believe in God, or some may say, I left Krishna consciousness. But technically speaking, how can there is no way to avoid God seeing, hearing, and touching. I can really, really, like, this point. You cannot accept him. He is everywhere and you are also a part of him. <laughs> Alright, so. We cannot avoid God's seeing, hearing, or touching. Patram pushpam palam toyam yome bhaktya prayachati tadaham bhaktyupahritam ashnami prayatatmanaha Quote, if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, fruit or water, I will accept it. Unquote, Bhagavad Gita 9.26 If God does not have senses, how can he accept and eat the offerings that are presented to him? According to ritual, we are offering Krishna food daily. And we can see that the taste of this food is immediately changed. This is a practical example. God eats, but because he is full, he does not eat like us. If I offer you a plate of food, you will eat it and it will be finished. God is not hungry. But he eats, and at the same time he leaves the food as it is, and thus it is transformed into prasad, his mercy. Purnasya purnam adaya purnam eva vashishyate Ishapanishad invocation God is full, and he accepts all the food that we offer. Still the food remains as it is. That's like he he can he can have his cake and eat it. <laughs> he can eat with his eyes, as stated in Brahma Samhita, Manti. Quote, every sense of the Lord's body has all the potencies of the other senses. Unquote. Although we can see with our eyes, we cannot eat with our eyes. The senses of God, however, being infinite, are different. Simply by looking at the food that is offered to him, he eats it. This may not be understood at the present moment. Therefore, the Padma Purana states that when one becomes spiritually saturated 
by rendering transcendental service to the Lord. The transcendental name, form, qualities and pastimes of the Lord are revealed. We cannot understand God by our own endeavor, but out of mercy God reveals himself to us. If it is night and you want to see the sun, you will have to wait for the sun to appear in the morning. You cannot go outside with a big torch and say, come on, I will show you the sunlight. <laughs> come on, I will show you the sunlight. In the morning when the sun rises of its own accord, of its own will, we can see it. Because our senses are imperfect, we cannot see God by our own endeavor. We have to purify our senses and wait for the time when God will be pleased to reveal himself to us. That is the process. We cannot challenge God. We cannot say, oh my dear God, my dear Krishna, please come, I want to see you. No. Mm -hmm. One second. No, God is not our order supplier. He is not our servant. When he is pleased, we will see him. Therefore, this Krishna consciousness is a process by which we can please God so that he will reveal himself to us. Because people cannot see God, they readily accept anyone who says, I am God. Because people have no conception of God, they are eager to accept any rascal who comes along and proclaims himself to be God. People are fond of saying, I am searching after the truth. But in order to search for the truth, we must know what the truth is. Otherwise, how can we search it out? If we want to purchase gold, purchase gold, we must at least theoretically know what gold is, otherwise we will be cheated. Consequently, having no conception of the truth or of God, people are being cheated by so many rascals who say, I am God. In a society of rascals, one rascal accepts another rascal as God, and that is all the result of rascaldom. But all this has nothing to do with God. One has to qualify himself to see and understand God, and that process of qualification is called Krishna consciousness. Sevan Mukehi Jihvadal, Svayami Vas Puratyadal. Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu 1.2.234. By engaging ourselves in God's service, we become qualified to see God. Otherwise, it is not possible. We may be great scientists or scholars. But our mundane scholarship will not help us to see God. The Bhagavad Gita is the science of Krishna consciousness. And in order to understand Krishna, we must be fortunate enough, 
fortunate enough to understand with a person who is in pure Krishna consciousness. We cannot understand Bhagavad Gita simply by acquiring an MA, PhD or whatever. Bhagavad Gita is a transcendental science and it requires different senses in order to be understood. Our senses must be purified by the rendering of service, not by the acquiring of academic degrees. There are many PhDs, many scholars, who cannot understand Krishna. Therefore, Krishna appears in the material world. Although he is born, he is, he is unborn. Although he is unborn, Ajo Pisan Avyayatma. Aja, Ajo means unborn. He comes to reveal himself to us. Thus, Krishna is realized by the grace of Krishna or by the grace of a Krishna conscious person who has realized Krishna by the grace of Krishna. We cannot understand him through academic knowledge. We can only understand Krishna by acquiring the grace of Krishna. Once we acquire his grace, we can see him, talk with him, do whatever we desire. It is not that Krishna is a void. He is a person, the supreme person, and we can have a relationship with him. That is the Vedic injunction. Nitya nityanam chetanas chetananam. Quote, we are all eternal persons. And God is the Supreme Eternal Person. Unquote. We are all eternal, and God is the Supreme Eternal. Presently, because we are encaged within these bodies, we are experiencing birth and death. But actually, we are beyond birth and death. We are eternal spirit soul. Spirit souls. But according to our work and desires, we are transmigrating from one body to another. It is explained in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita 2.20. Najayate mriyate vakadachin nayam bhutva bhavita vanabhuyah ajonitya shashvato yam purano nahanyate hanyamane sharire. For the soul there is never birth nor death. The soul has not come into being, does not come into being, will not come into being. The soul is unborn, eternal, ever-existing, undying and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. Just as God is eternal, we are also eternal. And when we establish our eternal relationship with the Supreme, complete eternal, we realize our eternality. Nityo Nityanam Chetanas Chetananam Kathaupanisha 2.2.13 God is the supreme living entity among all living entities, 
the supreme eternal among all eternals. By Krishna consciousness, by purification of the senses, this knowledge will be realized. And we will come to see God. A Krishna conscious person has realized knowledge by the grace of Krishna because he is satisfied with pure devotional service. By realized knowledge one becomes pure, perfect. By transcendental knowledge one can remain steady in his convictions. But by mere academic knowledge one can be easily deluded and confused by apparent contradictions. It is the realized soul who is actually self-controlled because he is surrendered to Krishna. He is transcendental because he has nothing to do with mundane scholarship. For him, mundane scholarship and mental speculation which may be as good as gold to others, are no greater value than pebbles and stones. Even if one is illiterate, he can realize God simply by engaging himself in submissive, transcendental, loving service. God is not subjected to any material condition. He is Supreme Spirit. And the process of realizing Him is also beyond material considerations. Therefore, one may be a very learned scholar and still not be able to understand God. One should not think that because he is very poor, he cannot realize God. Nor should one think that he can realize God just because he is very rich. God may be understood by an, an uneducated person and misunderstood by one with great education. The understanding of God, like God himself, is unconditional. Apratihata. Jai Haribo! In Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.6, it is stated, Savai pumsam paro dharmo yato bhaktiradhokshajay ahaituki apratihata yayatmasu prasidati. Quote, the supreme occupation dharma for all humanity is that by which man can attain to loving devotional service unto the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to completely satisfy the self. Unquote. Cultivation of love of God, that is the definition of first-class religion. Just as there are three gunas or three qualities in the material world, there are various religions each situated in one of the three modes. We are not, however, concerned with analyzing these religious conceptions. For us, the purpose of religion is to understand God and to learn how to love God. That is the real purpose of any first-class religious system.
if a religion does not teach love of God, it is useless. One may follow his religious principles very carefully, but if one does not possess love of God, his religion is null and void. According to Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.6, we've just read, real religion must be a haituki and apratihata, without selfish motivation and without impediment. By practicing such a religion, we will become happy in all respects. Savai pumsam parodharmo yato bhaktiradhokshajai. Another name for God is Adhokshaja, which means one who cannot be seen by materialistic attempts. That is to say that God conquers all our attempts to see him materially. The word Akshaja refers to experimental knowledge and Adha means unreachable. So, God cannot be reached through experimental knowledge. We have to learn to contact Him in a different way. Through submissive hearing and the rendering of transcendental loving service. Haribo! We're going to stop here for today, even though uh, we could continue really, <laughs> but uh, we would have to stop here for today. And we shall continue tomorrow with the topic of what is true religion and how true religion teaches causeless love of God. And we will go deeper into this subject and we will go into how in this material world we're all under the illusion and it will be mentioned about Lord Jesus Christ also coming to teach love of God and the bhakti yoga system there will be a fabulous conclusion of this chapter learning how to see god so stay tuned and the link to this book is in the description we shall see you next time Hare krishna